You know if you uh, go to vacation over the weekend and you forgot to take your garbage out? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what the garbage starts to smell like. Yeah. It, it tastes like the way garbage Don't sniff smells. it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. That is hands on the worst thing I've ever tasted. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Uh, let's get ready to the sofa and tune in for today's episode and remember don't sip it just do it um i'm still waiting for my uh my co-host to record episode 23 you watch i listen you just got dan solo right now uh you know i just was on facebook and twitter live and um you know ralph told me seven uh, six thirty seven uh we are at seven oh four right now so the delay and, and not that it means a difference. This is already pre-recorded by the time you assholes heard it. Um, is Ralph is late. So let's blame Ralph. Um, it is fun to blame Ralph for things. Usually I am the cause of problems, but now he is the cause of problems. So uh, while we're there, we'll just uh, jump into some plugs really quick. Uh, first off, got to give a shout out to my company, SelectedTicket.com. Uh, if you go to concerts, sports, theater, family shows, anything, I'm talking anything, anywhere, why aren't you going to SelectedTicket.com? SelectedTicket.com has been in business since 1978, providing clients the right tickets at the right price around the world. The difference between SelectedTicket.com and the companies you've heard of and know like StubHub, SeatGeek, and Vivid Seats is the price you see is the price you pay. And what I mean by that is Selected Ticket doesn't tra- tack on those service fees on the back end. You know, you're used to buying a ticket for your favorite football team's game and it says 80 bucks. But then when you go to checkout, they charge on 25, 30, 50 bucks. If you see a $50 ticket on SelectedTicket.com, it's $50. That's it. That's a great deal. You can't beat that. Uh, you'll have your own personal account executive that'll take care of you the whole way through. You need bookings. You need a, a ride. You need a dinner reservation. You need a hotel. We'll take care of it for you. So head to SelectedTicket.com. Um, and if you do see anything you want to buy, use my personal code at checkout, DANP10. Take $10 off your purchase. And a little plug right here, the Selected Ticket app is now available on Android and iOS stores. Uh, the second you download the Selected ticket application, you will get a $25 off discount code to use on your first purchase through the app. So make sure you check out Selected Ticket. And if you have any questions, just shoot me a message. Shout out to our boys at the hashtag Shots for Like podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, bros and bras, and genders of all shapes, sizes, and colors. We're here to tell you about our favorite drunken podcast, Fudge and Finn's hashtag Shots for Likes podcast. Fudge and Finn have, and friends coming to the studio to talk sports, video games, movies, shows, and of course have a few drinks to get loose. The hashtag Shots for Likes podcast is available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Go follow them on Twitter at Shots for Likes, on Instagram at Shots for Likes podcast, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash shots for likes podcast the longer you wait to listen the more shots you have to take on your own don't drink alone drink with us and uh the guys at shots for likes we were on with them last week and it was uh one of the most fun times i've had recording anything and i've done quite a few podcasts in my day um so make sure you go check them out i got to spend some time with them with them at a wedding this weekend that we had a really good time at so make sure you go check them out a few more shows i want to plug uh the scared daniel podcast or the dare (laughs) It's Scared Daniel because it's October, but it's a Dare Daniel podcast. Uh, they've become pretty good friends of ours. they got a really cool concept where they dare each other to watch bad movies, which I'm always in for. I love a good bad movie. Go check out the Scare Daniel podcast. Um, I'm not sure if you have to search Dare Daniel because that's the general name, but for the month of October, there's Scared Daniel doing all horror movies, uh, bad Halloween films, and things like that. Uh, shout out to Mike, Mike, and Oscar, another great podcast I really enjoy. Uh, one of the best ones out there. And our friends at... 
Corner House Podcast. Uh, they've been very supportive of us. Uh, we got some really good compliments and insight from them. A really, really funny original show. Highly recommend you check them out as well. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm not waiting. I'm calling uh, my buddies at Lobo. Uh, we're going to get this started. Uh, let's see. Uh, the house phone. They'll call from the garage. All right, we got a little time to kill. <laughs> I, I, You know, what are we going on? Uh, we're at a... Eight minutes without Ralph. Um, and again, this is the You Watch, I Listen podcast featuring just Dan Perosi right now. We are waiting on Ralph. Um, hopefully, he didn't get into like a car accident or anything, like being serious for a second. I even got like a, a nice flavored seltzer here waiting for him. I know he enjoys a seltzer um, as much as I enjoy a seltzer, um, but he's not here. So I don't know what to do. Um, did, am I watching anything right now? I'm watching Secession on HBO. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have watched this. Um, it's a really uh, cool show. The way I described it to Josh, um, our friend Josh, it's like uh, like business and Wall Street Game of Thrones. Like it's just uh, no incest, unfortunately. Um, just a lot of cutthroat business tactics, family stabbing each other in the back, um, a lot of unexpected twists and turns. Um, the acting on it is phenomenal. The writing on it is phenomenal. Uh, Brian Cox is the main character he plays like the the patriarch of the family who owns what is i guess it's supposed to be kind of like fox news um cnn msnbc or whatever um and his secession plan for his company after he has a stroke um that brian cox has been around for a long time a lot of people don't know that he actually played hannibal lecter uh, before Anthony Hopkins played An Hannibal Lecter, uh, there was a movie called Manhunter, a really, really good movie that is based on the novel Red Dragon. Um, Red Dragon did become a film with Anthony Hopkins as as Hannibal Lecter back in 2003, I believe. Um, Ed Nor Norton played Will Graham. Um, and it takes place before Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal, obviously. Um, but he played Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter, and he was uh, got movie got great reviews. But I think it was hurt by not being tied to not being named Red Dragon. I mean, that's what people. It was a best selling novel. That's what people are going to associate it with. And it obviously doesn't help that when they made Silence of the Lambs, that Anthony Hopkins delivered such a an incredible performance. But uh, Brian Cox on Secession is amazing. Uh, Kieran Culkin is on it. Uh, Jeremy Strong is really good. Um, Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off is on it, and he cracks me up on it. It's always weird when you see these guys that are known for like one specific role in something. Um, all right, I think Ralph's here. I'm going to pause quick and uh, get started on this son of a bitch. All right, Ralph's here now. Hey, Ralph. Hey. Welcome. All right, so um, as I said on the opening, we got Lobo Sound calling in. Yo, Vince, what's going on? Welcome to You Watch, I Listen. Yo. How you guys doing? We're doing great, man. It's good to hear from you. So, what's going on with you, man? Uh, did you did you happen to watch any football on Sunday by chance? We watched some football on Sunday. What? what no, game? no, no, don't, 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 don't do it. What, what game did you watch? Don't do it. Don't do it, Vince. <laughs> Vince. What? What game did you watch, Vince? He's an asshole, Vince. Don't do it. You know, actually, it's uh, it's fun to add it to the list of games that have come down to a couple points in the last few seconds of the fourth quarter or overtime. Um, yeah, I took that one on the chin. I was not anticipating the Dolphins uh, whooping the Bears' ass. Yeah, it was... It was really... The, the, the strangest thing to me, and you said it yourself, and uh, I gotta give you props because you were like... The great, like the fourth quarter, that was one of the craziest fourth quarters I've seen in a long time. Ralph was watching it too, and um, the it was fact, a great game. the fact that they couldn't get any pressure on the backup quarterback, he only got two pressures, and they completely nullified Khalil Mack, which was the last thing I was expecting, especially with it being the backup quarterback. 
You know, I'm going to pass. I'm going to, here, I'm kicking this one off to Lobo Dan. Lobo Dan's hopping on the phone for the first time. Lobo Dan. You really just got to go with the offensive line on that, man. Yeah, man. It's good good to hear your voice. It's good to hear your voice now, Lobo Dan. I've uh, I've heard about you. We haven't actually spoken, so uh, yeah, you know the offensive line did a, a great job, um, especially having to completely change the tackles in the second half. I mean, yeah, got shut down. those uh, crazy got- those crazy plays that Albert Wilson made on those long touchdowns were ridiculous. You were so high on him, and I thought you were just being you know typical Dolphin asshole, Dan. No, no but- it's he got he was just he, he was uh, the fourth best receiver on the Chiefs, which might be the first best receiver on a lot of other teams. You know what I mean? Like you're playing behind Tariq Hill and Travis Kelsey, and uh, there were there were, I forgot who else was there last year at this point. But Dwayne Bow, Dwayne Bow, <laughs> fucking bringing up old guys. But um, no, it was a, a great game. Your Bears are in a really good place, but uh, your coach uh, made some poor decisions in overtime, playing for a long field goal. What? No, I mean, what the? You know, I the saw. Field goal was, but I mean, why would they run the ball on that third down? Uh, he got conservative, and he's an aggressive coach. And the the crazy thing that I saw is I, I talked to you about this, Vince, is that Cody Parkey, the Bears kicker, was the Dolphins kicker last year, and he was Parkey. he was unbelievably clutch for us last year. And then I saw what his kicking statistics are against every team in the league. His uh, he hits like eighty seven percent of his field goals, but in games he's kicked against the Dolphins, he hits forty two percent of his field goals. <laughs> I, and he's from Miami, so that's what's really weird. Maybe he just chokes. I feel like Cody Parkey. Parkey has been on literally every other NFL team. Yeah, he's been on the the shitty teams. He's been on the the Browns, Dolphins, and Bears. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So why don't we talk a little bit? So um, yeah, you know, Lobo Sound. I was just plugging you guys in the opening. Uh, LoboSound.com. You, the the production piece that you guys did for us in our opening. Uh, the work you've done with the Bobo EP, and you got a new album coming out with Bobo. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? So we have a new uh, album coming out with Bobo for Christmas. Um, there are actually two. There is a clean version, <laughs> which is a little bit more palatable. Is that the one that's going to be sold? Five seconds. Is that the one that's going to be sold in Walmart? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would be that squeaky clean. <laughs> but uh, then there's the other version, which is like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, if I could, if it's anything like the previous one, uh, you shouldn't let your uh, any children around you hear it. Is pretty much what you're saying. Vulgar. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Well, it, there are also they're going to be uh, songs of a humorous nature. In this case, as Ralph said, songs of a festive nature. Yeah, songs of a festive nature. I remember when Ralph coined that, and I uh, on. <laughs> We're laughing our asses off over here. Unfortunately, uh, I, I misspoke and I tweeted that Daniel, uh, pardon me, that Dan, you watch, I listen, Dan, called it songs of festive nature. But uh, yeah, I don't know what the hell we're calling the album. I'm currently in the process of mixing it. Then Lobo Dan is going to master it and then we're going to put it out. We have a special guest. I uh, almost said who it was a second ago and I really thank God I didn't have it. So, is moment. it Patrice? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, here, we're. So you have you have a special you have a special guest on the album with Bobo, um, and you hinted this to me. Um, so for the first time on you watch I listen, Lobo Sound is announcing uh, a special guest on the Bobo Christmas album. Why don't you guys uh, dive into that? So um, I'm not gonna say who it is. You're all uh, that's that's all I have to say. I, I oh, love ooh, the tease! I'm not gonna give us the exclusive. The tease. Could you give a hint? A hint, maybe. If it makes you feel better if you say it on the show. No one will hear it. Uh, <laughs> White. All right, it's Logan he's, Paul. 
It's wait. Logan Paul. Good. Does that mean someone hung themselves yeah. and he recorded it? Wait, is Logan Paul the shitty yeah, one or the shittier geeky, one? So, I mean, I don't ever put that past us. Yeah, I, if you guys got Logan Paul on, that would actually, you know, increase our viewership by like two. Um, <laughs> um, all right, so now you guys, uh, your first album you did, I, um, I, we've talked about it a little bit. You dove into this venture, um, passion project really for you, making uh, the Lobo Sound Studio. Uh, now, what drove you to Bobo being your first uh, em- your employee, your uh, artist, per se? What drove you to Bobo specifically? Uh, to quote Dan, he's a lightning rod of controversy. Charisma. Go ahead. He's a, co- a lightning rod of contra- of uh, controversy, charisma, charisma um, and codependence, uh, codependency, and um, he's a wordsmith as well. Very articulate. He's really a little bit more talented than people give him credit for. I believe that. And I say a little, not like crazy amounts, but there is one song that it's not on any of these um, productions that we're putting out. It's one that's a little bit more private right now. But there's one where I got him sounding like Drake, dude. It's, like, it's not a joke. You, auto-tu- you auto-tuned him? Kind <laughs> of. I'm not lying. Yeah, I would love to hear Bobo with auto-tune. It's got to sound better than Bobo without auto-tune. Uh- <laughs> I kind of worked with him for a while, you know, like, getting him to mock what I was doing, him, uh, what I was doing and then I had him record it. And I threw the auto tune on on there, and he, he sounds like Drake, man. That's it's awesome. Crazy. And he's uh, again, you guys. How did you connect with Bobo? Because we connected with him via social media. You know, we were such big fans of O and A, and Bobo was always our favorite caller. Um, and he just started like reaching out to him, and he's obviously been burned by a lot of people throughout, the, a lot of scumbags throughout the years that didn't have his best interest in mind, just wanted to get a laugh out of him. Now, you guys, you have not only gotten laughs out of him, but you've also parlayed this into something that he he's actually very proud of, which is really cool so how did you guys really connect with him well you know there's this is the way that i'll break it down man um it's you know i i have a a fiduciary duty to my brother as a business partner the state of illinois as business owners our country as americans and daniel perlin as a part-time employee um i i had a separate twitter i saw how much hate he was getting based off his mother's GoFundMe, which is really sad. And, it's it's uh, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. It, it was really uh, it was fucked up. And um, we reached out to him and we're like, hey, man, you know, we want to write you a theme song. And he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> and, All right. <laughs> yeah, at the time, they were uh, shuffling around, you know, maybe having a show with Bobo and Bichetti over at the one place. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, I just messaged Bobo and I said, hey, brother, let let me write you a theme song. And then my brother and I got to talking to Bobo, and, uh, when, you know... We were actually talking to Bobo on FaceTime. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was Christmas Eve, man. Uh, Wow. I was like, let's do this. Hold on, let's say, I mean, you know, after talking to him, it was like, you know, all right, we got to talk to the lawyer, we have to establish a website, we have to talk to this kid's mother, we got to, you know, make sure everything's copacetic and do everything in good faith, so... Uh, the first time we flew him out was on January 26, 2018, through the 28th, then February 13th through the 18th of February, May Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, uh, that's when that's May. when we tried calling him. We were on our way to a Mets game, and uh, we, um, we we decided to give Bobo a call, and he's like, all right, I'm in Chicago. I can't really talk about it, though. He, 
he called us to tell us not to call him because we we're going to use up his minutes and then proceed to talk to us for 20 minutes about not calling him to use And up that his he minutes. couldn't talk tell us why he was um in that is unbelievably an unbelievably accurate impression and that's obviously from your time spent with him in your home which i'm sure was uh, quite the experience itself uh we're not gonna go into that he is a fantastic house guest i believe that. I, have. I, I, I love him I love Bobo to death. Um, so, uh, ultimately, with Lobo, you know, um, w- uh, what is your like long term goal? Because you know, uh, we've I, we've had discussions about you know aspirations for where we want to go with this show and um, what you want to do with Lobo, Lobo Sound, excuse me. Um, so, why don't you tell the listeners what you're looking to do with Lobo and what you may be able to do for other shows that are listening to you watch I listen. I mean, we have a legitimate business in Chicagoland, which is a very very third largest radio market in the United States oh, yeah. area and obviously if we weren't doing other work we wouldn't be able to bring yeah afford yeah, bringing of Daniel here yeah I mean and, you guys have done some uh, heavy production pieces. a lot of what we do deals with advertising jingle writing um, what you guys call your uh, I guess you guys are calling it your theme song now yes is that accurate yeah it's our, our theme uh, sniff it yeah that's what it is Theme yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, theme sniff. Like Why wouldn't it just be called um, a theme sniff? No, it's a theme, theme sniff. Theme sniff. It's oh. a rough business when your primary talents are production and recording. Uh, but right now, the trends seem to be radio and podcast. Yeah, the podcasting world. I mean, you guys have talents. I, I still am trying to figure out what what Ralph and my our talents are. Um, yelling and eating, I guess, is what we go with. Uh, we like doing that a lot. So, I mean... Uh, if, if I, do you guys mind if I interrupt and expound sure. on what my little brother just said? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, go. All right, so basically what Lobo Sound does is we do... Um, we make radio commercials for big and small businesses locally in DuPage, Kane, Cook, Will, Grundy, uh, Kendall, all these counties. Basically Chicago, uh, third largest radio market in the U.S. We DJ on... We have a couple places that we DJ. That's going to come out soon, too. Uh, we do web design since Bobo's thing came out because after the Jim and Sam show appearance, we had to fire our web designer, and now we're doing web design. And yeah, it was a fiasco. Dancers. So you guys take it away, and that's all I got. Yeah, I mean, you guys had a, a fiasco on your hands for a minute there with the website, but everything got figured out now. So what, what's great as well is um, we have a you've Vince, you've talked to a bunch of other shows that we've uh, become pretty good friends with, and I'm um, trying to turn them on to you guys to make you know jingles, theme songs, whatever you want to call it, sound clips. Um, Lobo sounds where people should be going because you guys are awesome. You're friendly. Uh, you're timely on things. Um, you're cr- creative above all else, and that's what stands out. The stuff you do. You know how many people have hit me up about don't sniff it, just do it? They just send me a text that says don't sniff it, just do it. And what's great is that you heard that sound clip. Something that I just said literally in the moment trying to get that disgusting uh, breakfast sandwich uh, juice cleanse drink down and you heard that clip and you turned it into this really catchy fun song that people instantly are connecting with Ralph in mind it's iconic our nonsense is iconic because of you and that's what I want to say to all the other shows that they're listening that if you want something that's going to make you guys stand out hit up Lobo Sound check them out on Twitter go to their website um, ask them to listen to a couple episodes if you have ideas on sound clips specifically you'd want splice up these are the guys to go to because just like you they're 
they're trying to make their way in a very tough industry where there's a lot of pretenders out there. And uh, the difference between Lobo Sound, you watch, I listen, and the rest is that we're in this for the long haul. We're not trying to pretend. We're trying to make something out of this. Holy fuck. I agree wholeheartedly, and thank you. Oui, absolument. Um, wow. Yeah, I was... Uh, <laughs> I, you know, we... Uh, uh, I love when I make people speechless. It, it happens. It usually happens with my girlfriend, and it's not for good reasons. <laughs> You're not Irish, are you? Um, uh, only between the legs. That's it. Oh, good one. Shit. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And the and the drinking. Um, but yeah. So, uh, what is the release date for the Bobo EP? Do you guys have one set yet? And when can we hear the first single? All right. So, so how's this? Business disagreements on a show. Lovely. I love it. Clearly, oh, dude, we're like a married couple. It's you insane, man. Oh, my no, God. For, for real. Uh, if You're going to know before everybody, and there are some other shows. This one's, it, it's, it's, it's fucking crazy, man. I look at my phone, and, and if you told me a year ago today, everyone who's texting me is going to be texting you, I'd kick you in the fucking brajol and rip your tongue out of your face. And... It, it, it's nuts what has happened to this Christmas album. So uh, the announcements are coming out through you guys first. The samples are coming out through you guys first. I uh, I, I can't say it enough. I, I texted Perosi. I've said it to Ralph. You guys have been, you know, like nobody else, so respectful to us, uh, you know, when it comes to the independent podcast. Except when I've got to text you for you know, 10 days at a time. It's, it's, it's incredible you know, the fraternity that we have established with one another, and I, I sincerely appreciate it, and so does my brother. Um, I, I don't know what to say. Ask me another question. I'm just stunned, and I'm, I'm happy to be here. And so, I love your show. So I actually have a question. When uh, going back to, um, to uh, Bobo, um, I understand, you know, last time we spoke to you that it's really a, um, a collaborative process that you, you know, Bobo, you know, he, he's a hit maker. Oh, oops! I was holding uh, the wrong side yeah. up to the mic. So, so you 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 guys wrote wrote and paid for everything. Um, now, does he have any creative input on the lyrics at any point? Is it does because he improv well? I, I've heard him enough on the radio where I know that he's got some fucking zingers. <laughs> All right, I'm just I'm taking this. It's written in the contract that no matter what, Bobo's taken care of. So we wrote everything, we paid for everything. That's all that matters. Bobo's taking and, care and of. And it's ultimately it's his voice that is conveying the the beautiful messages, the holiday messages that you wrote for him. Now, is this um, are we calling this a Christmas album or a are we being PC and calling it? Are we calling it a holiday album? Fuck PC. <laughs> we're, we're lit. We're totally lit. Yeah, I, I, well, we have a social justice warrior with us, so that's okay. Oh, is that what we're doing this week? Because I, I keep forgetting. Yeah. Other one, I don't know if you'd call it a Christmas album, but yes, all the Queen songs, definitely a Christmas album. <laughs> how many, oh, so how many tracks are going to be on this album? Dude, we uh, recorded 14, and I can make anything into a track and talk to my brother, so I mean... The answer is infinity. We'll just fucking see what happens. Between six and nine. Okay. Which oh. is a great number to put together. Some that numbers. Absolutely is. Time, you know. 
Absolutely. So, so um, we you'll be. Re- um, I'm very appreciative. We're both appreciative that you'll be releasing the singles to us first because uh, um, we were. You know, when when we first heard about Bobo's first EP, we're like, how much fun or how good this could be. No offense to you guys, we didn't really know you at that point. And I I seriously loved it. I've showed it to uh, my girl that only knows Bobo from the stories I've told, and she was laughing at it in the car. Like you made genuinely fun catchy music in uh, a situation where a lot of people may struggle to do that and that says a lot about your guys creativity your musical ability uh, Vince you've sent me some videos of you ripping on guitar so you guys are obviously talented musicians you have an ear for it um, so the, the, um, we're both really appreciative that you're going to be releasing it to us first um, we're going to pump the shit out of it uh, we'll plug it into some episodes at the end or the beginning whatever um, now uh, we've been on for about 20 minutes we got to record the rest of our show are there any last messages you guys wanted to send out uh, you got anything, Dan? Or do you want me to take it? All right, let me just say thank you to you guys. Like I said, again, I mean, you guys left an, you know, an indelible mark on the soul of our business, and it, you know, it is an absolute honor to have become such great friends with you guys. I love your Absolutely. show. Appreciate the plugs. I sincerely appreciate everything you guys have done for us. Uh, this album is going to be bigger and better, and it's, just so fucking horrifying what's happening in the craziest way and i i appreciate you guys you know i'll, I'll put it this way is the last thing i have to say what's that fucking big one it's well, I, I got one more thing to say right, for you. legal reasons logan paul is definitely not on the album <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah. i already tweeted him yeah, we already we already started tweeting to Logan Paul like we can't wait to have you on you watch I listen as courtesy uh Lobos now. <laughs> yeah, you don't want you don't want to be tied up with a jerk off like that anyway. By the way, now that you said that, I am just going to be plugging Logan Paul's uh appearance. Yeah, we're just going to keep we're going to plug Logan Paul every week as if he's going to be on the next episode. Logan Lobo. Lo- Logan Lobo. <laughs> let you, you no thank you. Let's get back to you watch I Lobo. But uh, <laughs> for real, you guys, I I can't say thank you enough. And um, that's all I got. So I can't wait to listen to this. Cut out anything you got to cut out. Dead. Nah, man, we're, we like making it authentic, um, and we're very appreciative as you. It's our pleasure to have you guys on, have Bobo on, and uh, we're looking forward to doing more work in the future. And you guys, everyone, keep your eyes out for the Bobo EP. Vince, Dan, we'll talk to you soon, guys. God bless you guys. See you guys. All right, again, that was Vince and Dan at Lobo Sound. Go check them out at lobosound.com. Featuring uh, Logan Paul, no. <laughs> 100% on the album. Yeah, I mean, if you did a Logan Paul one, what, what would the songs have to be about? Like, I don't just, know anything about him except that he filmed the, the, the suicide, The suicide thing, yeah, that's... A <laughs> what does he do? He just... He, he you know what, I don't out, care. Let's keep he started on. out on Vine. Uh, oh, so, so okay, you know, that's where the hit, yeah, that's where the yeah, that's where the the fanfare came oh, from. Okay. All right, guys. So again, um, we're on episode twenty three. You watch, I listen. That was Lobo Sound again. Uh, we got some really cool stuff. We're recording a little bit later than usual, which also means that we have a short t- shorter turnaround time on our next episode. Um, whenever we decide to record this weekend, um, so why don't we jump into our reviews for last week and I'll uh, do it right off the bat. The first thing I have to ask you, um, the album you gave me last week was uh, Catatonia Brave Murder Day. Mm-hmm. So There's, before you before you put on your um, give me your review. Sure. on this because I sure. actually re- re- re-listened to it and I really like the album a lot but it's a really niche album yeah it's not an album for anyone in fact I don't think even metal fans why is my thing going up and down well because you you keep backing up from the mic you should just okay. pull it closer to you so um <laughs> day one <laughs> so I understand that um when I was listening to it um again after I recommended it I said I really like this album I actually don't even think it's really... I think I overestimated even as good of a black metal album it is. Yeah. It's a good album, 
But if you don't like it, and I don't say this about a lot of albums, because I, I kind of have a feeling you're going to dislike. I could be wrong. I don't disagree i okay it's for me it's not for everyone yeah that's like i've said to you with certain movies like i understand why people don't like certain movies but the the, the reasons they may not like them like with dead alive the reasons you didn't like it is why i yeah. liked it that kind of thing so um now the first thing i have to ask is um so when i was re- researching the album a little bit um the original pressing of the album was only six songs and but on uh, apple music it was nine songs um, the Spotify version, I think, is six. Okay, so I listened to the nine version one, and then once I once I um, you know looked into it, I stuck to just the six versions. Um, so I'm going to say right off the bat, I really didn't care for this album. I didn't hate it per se; it just didn't leave any type of uh, impact. Mm-hmm. Along, uh, it wasn't like cut copy, which I just straight up hated. Um, there was another album you gave me that I just said like it wasn't bad; it just did nothing for me. Wake Pig uh, Three, yes, that one. Um, no, you 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 loathed that one. That was it. I I think I don't remember. I don't even remember that. Now. So I think your hate for it was just how benign the yeah, album that's, was. That's probably accurate. Um, now, the thing I did before I listened to is I reached out to a couple friends of mine that are um, specifically big black metal fans, and I was instantly corrected when they said that it is not a black metal album. They said it was more gothic metal more than anything else, the style. I get a lot of doom metal, which is kind of a subgenre yeah. of black metal. Yeah, so, black metal proper, and a lot metal more than any genre. You get into the minutia of subgenres. I think yeah. maybe like electronic music it's, or EDM. That's like how like some of the kids on the the scene don't like saying yeah. emo, screamo, so, that kind of thing. Yeah. They're all so, the same shit. It, it if it's not black metal, it's close enough. It's like oh, Green Day's not punk. If, they're if, pop. If I heard it for the first time, I would think it was black metal. Black metal's more punk influenced. Um, I think that's usually the yeah. definitive. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, gothic gothic metal is usually more kind of. I, wispy i don't I, I don't think it's goth but doom metal that would doom make metal sense. Is slow kind of like heavy um very deliberate yeah so doom metal might be a better description description it's black metal okay. all right so right off the bat um i hated the opening song i thought the music was great but it's it takes <laughs> more than 18 percent of the whole album total to uh, run time like it's a really long song and the, the issue it had it, it bleeds right into the second song murder um, where it sounds like they're the same fucking song, which it doesn't sound like there's any breakup from one song to the Second other. Second reason why it's a black metal yeah. album, because <laughs> all black metal songs do so, sound alike. So um, the next song, Day, I thought was better. I appreciated that one. I like that Day one. the big three, yeah. the three first um, ones. Then the one that changes the sound completely is goes into Rain Room. That's where it kind of slows down. Favorite song on the album. Um, I thought that was the best song on the album. Um, the first time I heard it, I didn't like it, but it kind of grew on me. Um, I thought 12 was okay, the fifth song on the album. It, w- it was all right, and I didn't really care for End Time. Um, Again, the music was really good, but nothing. It, it, it's hard for me with an album where all the music is just coming off, coming off as the same shit on every song. Um, now, obviously, bands are going to sound the same. You got the same musicians, same singers. You got the same tone on an album generally. But the, when the songs just keep bleeding into each other, that's where I have a really hard time. Um, again, musically brilliant. It's a brilliant album musically. I have nothing to complain about on that front. Um, the vocals, it's it's black metal, whatever you want to call you, it. You either like the vocals or no, you don't. There's I, no I, in between. That is not usually my type of thing, but at the same time, I really liked Agalock when you gave me that. That was you know, well, Agalock's black metal yeah. influence, but they're not. They're not yeah, they're not straight up black metal, but they had the same type of screaming in a lot of the, most of the songs, and I appreciated that. So there were, there were certain things about it I did enjoy, but it's not anything I ever see myself revisiting necessarily. Um, I did appreciate that you reached back a little bit into something from 1997 uh, to pull it out because it obviously would have, and you picked something that wasn't um, 
wasn't common either. So they're they're. There's, I don't know. It just it's hard when it's really hard because there's been very few that I have said that it make an impact on me. Mm-hmm. I even have a hard time talking about the album because nothing stood out. It's so. When did you first hear this album? When did you first hear this album? Um, How old I was you? well into liking metal. I, I can, honestly I can't place like it. Teenager, adult. No, no, I was a little bit older. Okay, because I, I wasn't really into metal. Until Is it like when, you, when you first started really getting into metal? No, I was I was well established, and I was looking for more throwback albums, if I remember correctly. Okay, gotcha. Okay, that and makes sense. I think they came on in Pandora, if I remember, and it was some of their later stuff, which is a hoopah that's thing. what used to be great with Pandora is that you could discover artists that you hadn't heard. before. I remember. I, okay, actually, I do remember where I discovered them. And speakeasy. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so there used to be a on YouTube, and I guess they took it down for copyright issues. It was called the Top Ten Black Slash Doom Metal Riffs, and one of the side projects of Catatonia is a band called October Tide. Okay. And they had a song called, and I don't know how to pronounce it, Ephemeral, Ephemeral, whatever. Had a great riff on them. Ephemeral. 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 I don't know. Okay. So. Um, I spend the and whole I episode really trying like... to figure out how to pronounce it. <laughs> you mumble. Just, it's the title, title, epi- title of the episode. title of the episode. You mumble. I dyslex- yeah. dyslexic. <laughs> we haven't had Bobo on yet. <laughs> um, so actually, so I, I like that album. Not great, but I liked it. And I discovered that that was a side project of Catatonia. Okay. And I like gotcha. Catatonia's a little bit more. Check out this song. This is okay. a, this is my you listen, obviously. This is actually black metal influence, but it's more groove like. That's actually okay. um a great song. That's by all that you're band. giving me this week, is it? That's a song. It's three. Oh, minutes. it's just a song. That's the only thing. <laughs> just give me a song for the week. I've actually <laughs> There's been a few times you give me a short film. I, I just give you, you one episode of a random show and like in the middle of season seven. <laughs> Veronica Mars. Episode season three, episode episode four, four of Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> so um, that's how I discover them. A lot of the albums I give you are usually albums that are mean something to me, yeah, and sure, I like this sure, album absolutely. But I, this isn't one that had a huge impact on me. It's more because of the theme. Like, yeah, this probably be if we're in episode seventy, I'm running out of albums to give you. <laughs> well, I mean, I was thinking about that. Eventually, we're going to get to a point where it's very unlikely you haven't seen certain movies, so we're going to have to like revisit ones that you haven't seen there's, in years or you've only seen. There's also once. certain like, albums that I want to give you, but I know if I just give them to you without kind of easing you into, you're going to be what is this shit? Yeah, like, of course. Like well, if I gave you dance albums, you probably wouldn't <laughs> like Hot Copy, but you would say that's better than the shit you gave me last year. <laughs> That's, that's you would say something. I'm glad Avicii slashed his wrists. Did, Don't give me that, that again. He yeah, he his smashed wine, uh, wine bottle and cut his wrists. He wasted the wine? I think he drank it. <laughs> well, he, he was also he was a chronic alcoholic. Oh, man. well, good for him. I actually like it. At least he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Um, all right, so why don't we jump into yeah, the movie Check pick. this out. Um, I will. October I think you'll like it. It's more, of a, it's more groovy. All right, groovy. Groovy. <laughs> groovy, nice. I was about to say groove metal. Really, it's not groove metal. saying neato? Fucking Mike Brady douche. Far out. <laughs> yeah, far out. Um, it's, it's more melodic, I guess. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so why don't we uh, jump into the movie pick last week, and what movie did I give you, you Ralph? Gave me They Live. They Live, John Carpenter's They Live, and I really, really hope you like this movie. Okay, so I actually do think it's very similar in certain ways to the last movie you gave me. Reason why is, um, I don't want to say dated in a bad way. Of course. But it's, it's very clear that it's a movie. 80s campy. It's 80s campy. Yeah. However... I enjoyed this infinitely more yeah, than the last. I figured one. you would. Um, I don't want to say I'm going to put it with like the top movies, yeah. but it was one of the more enjoyable ones you gave uh, gave me. Um, I liked it. I thought it was a good action movie. Uh, there's a lot of iconic scenes in it that you mentioned. A lot of things I already knew yeah, about of course, the movie. Of course. 
Um, the fight scene I've seen. <laughs> it's great. The fight scene it gets better every time I watch it. Um, the way that, and they, by the way, I don't because rem- I've seen the fight scene before. I don't remember it being that slow <laughs> and that long. That long, it's so long. Every time I watch it, I'm like, all right, this is it. This is it. And I, I don't know if they would have been able to pull it off with like someone that wasn't um, a professional wrestler because the the choreograph. It was That's so, why you like the movie. Well, I, honestly, I. It was, I, it was a cool... So, I like the concept. Yeah. Um, it was political and social without being political and social. Without being shoving it down your throat. It was it was yeah. playing into political and social things that almost everyone kind of agrees happens, yeah. but no, it, you can't really say that it leans towards one way or the other. It uh, doesn't say that it's it's people on the right that are in control, people no, on the it left. It's just saying money. It's and, political the same way um, uh, Catatonia's black metal. Yes, like it's it, <laughs> that kind of thing. So... The thing I like the most about movie, which is surprising because I didn't expect to take like a filming style from the movie I yeah. really enjoyed, but I really liked how little sound there was. The yeah, movie. yeah. Lots of quiet scenes, which I think it was a very slow, deliberate pace in a good way. Action Carpenter movies, is Carpenter might be the best ever at that. Action movies usually are just right out the right, right, right out. in your face, and he did a slow build up where very little random, dialogue. The drifter just comes in, and it, he barely talks at first. He's just this big imposing dude who just you don't even know anything about him. Which it's hard to it's really hard to pull off a movie in those situations where you don't know anything about the character in this situation. Um, and it, maybe that's why Piper works so well because he said himself when he was filming it, he was kind of a really weird dude. Like kept to himself, he would disappear for weeks on end and people didn't know where he went he, he looks like a weird he, dude. he played well not anymore he's dead um he played himself pretty much um and again leading up to that whole point where they get to the fight scene and then just and everyone knows the fucking that i came here to chew bubble gum and kick ass it, which by the way <laughs> i expected there to be some connection to why that he says that <laughs> no, he just i even rewound and say like did he buy gum the previous <laughs> scene like where did it from. No, and and then uh, obviously the, the sunglasses are cool. I like how they say that you can't wear them for too long because it kind of fucks your head up or whatever. I didn't know that that's where. So I've seen those aliens before. Uh-huh. I didn't know that's what they were from. So I thought that was a cool. lot of people that haven't. They didn't know that obey came from that. All those little subliminal yeah. messages. Um, and as you said with um the pacing, that's like Carpenter's thing. Like I, I watched the thing in Halloween again recently, and just the way they build up. And uh, when he does put music in, his score is always fucking killer because he works on him himself. But it's such a a little score yeah, it's, it's, so minimalist i like the movie you know what it reminded me of and this doesn't really quite make sense it had the pacing and the like the um kind of the um tone tone setting. of no country for all men yeah very very similar and i actually like that i was like an action movie shouldn't be this well filmed. Yeah, so. and you could see um, the influence that they live has had in films. And it's, down it's just the, a quintessential 80s. Yeah, movie, exactly. So. I mean, when you think about the classics that John Carpenter has had, you know, you go back to Halloween, The Thing, They Live. Uh, a really underrated one with Kurt Russell was Escape from New York. was fucking awesome. Mousetrap. Trap. I don't think he did Mousetrap. Oh, so no, Stuart no. Little was the other That's mouse movie. He did Stuart Little. They adopted a fucking mouse. There were needy children. <laughs> Imagine in those it. kids' reactions. Like, oh my God, my parents, we're going to take this fucking rat. Um, <laughs> that movie so, sucked. I, I like They Live. I All thought right. it was a pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, I think I told you this a little off air. So I um, I didn't buy it. I found a, illegal, free, illegal. a free stream of it. And I didn't use one of the well-known streams. It was just on, <laughs> like, like... Daily Motion. Yeah. It was It was Daily Motion, actually. <laughs> you gotta click, like, four X's and so, pop-ups come up and... So, there were ads literally <laughs> every ten AIDS. minutes. <laughs> so, first of all, there were three ads during the fight scene. Oh, and so they ruined the best scene. But, um, there was an ad for, like, a Halloween, um, 
like uh, shop it was, Halloween costumes. It wasn't Six Flags, but it was like a Halloween. Oh, like a Dorney Park kind of something thing? like that. Yeah, like a theme. And park. I didn't realize that it was an ad. Like I walked out of the room, but the ad play came back, and the ad was, and I was like. Why is he in a haunt? Like, where did where did uh where did Piper he stumbled go? stumbled into a haunted Why hayride. Why is he like a cemetery? Why are these people yelling at me <laughs> to come visit? <laughs> because this, it's all about movie, propaganda. This movie took a weird turn. Propaganda and stuff. Propaganda. So like, it took me twenty seconds or as I was watching an ad. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I, I figured, enjoyed it. I figured you would like it. So why don't we jump right into our picks for this week? Um, I'll start out right away. Um, so I'm gonna give you another. I really liked, even though you didn't like Dead Alive. I've really enjoyed over the October watching a lot of these classics that I some I haven't seen in years some I've seen a dozen times um, so I'm going to give you one that was like one of the first ones I watched in the beginning of October Suspiria um, it's uh, from 1978 I want to say um, Argenta uh, well actually it is topical because it's in the middle of a remake is about to come out with it which I'm not particularly excited for but um, it's from uh, Argento who's one of the most famous Italian horror directors uh, he actually did his own uh, cut of Dawn of the Dead when it came out the original is he the one who made the zombie zombie spin-off correct yeah so there's zombie like zombie two, 3 zombie but two. there's no yeah, zombie um, 1 in, well zombie 1 was Dawn of the Dead that, it was called yeah, yeah, zombie yeah. in Italy and actually I love his cut of it he added in certain things there's longer scenes um, so the premise of Suspiria is a, a girl goes to a very famous ballet school and I believe England um, and instantly right off the bat some weird things start happening uh, there's something off with the school there's some strange things going on students are disappearing or getting killed um, and the thing about this movie is now this is one kind of like the album you gave me last week where if you came in with the reasons that I think you may not like it I wouldn't necessarily blame you but when you look at the where it was filmed when it was filmed and then how you can also appreciate that they would never be able to make this exact movie now because people would be too stupid to understand why people are actually creeped out by this movie visually it's incredible some of the color effects in this film are unbelievable the score what's a color effect just the way that certain, I know, I know. Certain, you know what I mean, like red, how blood looks. It's, it's just a weird way to put it. Yeah, it's you know what I mean. How, this scene is yellow. Yeah, this scene is yellow. But the way like certain reds or blood would look and skin would look in certain scenes, depending on the tone of that specific scene, um, it, it the sound in the film. It's not even the score. There's these sound effects that go on throughout the film that I believe put it into a certain uh, tension that builds up throughout it to its climax. And the climax is really weird. The climax is very, don't, very don't weird. Tell, don't it's, tell it's, me too much about well, it. I don't I, wanna... I'm, not, I'm not trying to tell you too much. The climax, is, I love the climax. I thought it was brilliant. I'll um, tell you one thing. When you gave me um, Brain Alive, Dead. Dead Alive. Dead Man mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Army of Brains. Yes. Um, you said that scene where the guy goes, I kick ass to the Lord. <laughs> if you didn't tell me that scene, I actually probably would have liked the movie more because <laughs> right, so it killed me. You won't, so don't, you, don't you're not going to see anything it. with the climax. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it, I do think that um, the fiance will really like it because the, the style of this film, you won't find any other movie like this. It stands out. I think it stands the test of time. I liked it more watching it at age 29 than I did watching it when I first saw it probably when I was 14 years old. Um, so Suspiria is your pick for the week. Go ahead and hit me with your album. My, your, um, You listen of the okay. week, or so I listen. It's a little tough to do um, Halloween albums. Yeah, you have There's, like you can go with Sabbath Zombie or The Misfits. Yeah, and like a lot <laughs> of the ones that like would be the... Sabbath is hobby the you you've yeah, heard a lot yeah, of, so of course I'm trying to give you more that kind of fit the theme yeah I was saying that in the opening because when you weren't here that saying like because it's so it's such a tight thing it's like metal like people that love horror usually like metal and punk and shit like yeah, that yeah and um so I, I had a few that I considered um but I'm gonna give you one that's it's gonna be the most bizarre one I've given you because I literally just discovered this album 
two days ago. Okay. That's um, awesome. Actually, that's really cool. I like that. So there was a, uh, a rapper in the early 80s or, or late 80s, early 90s. His name was Esham. Okay. Esham, I don't know how to pronounce his name. And he was one of the forefathers of horrorcore, which is, um, have you ever listened to like Grave yes, Diggers? Yes, like that yes, kind yeah, of stuff. yeah. And he had an album called Kill the Fetus. Basically, KKK Ill the Fetus. Well, that's not the one I'm giving you. Okay. And Just give me an idea of what I'm in yeah. for. Yeah. So, basically, he was shock value. He was loud. He was talking about Satanism, murdering his family, just all the stuff that, yeah. like, horror. Symbolism. Rapping. And he's actually a pretty good rapper. So, I was going to give you that album, but it's dated, and it's it's a little hack. Okay, can't so, be. So, like, I... Can't I be music. I would just be giving it to you for the sake of giving it to you. Okay. By accident, when I clicked to re-listen to that album, I clicked his most recent album, which came out earlier this year, Okay, called Dead of Winter. And his name's Esham? Esham. E-S-H-A-M. So now, he was like an 18-year-old kid thinking it was cool, and now he's like a 45-year-old man just trying to, you know, not blow what little money he has from being like a, <laughs> oh, almost one-hit wonder kind of like Richard Cheese. This album, the little I've heard, I haven't gone through the whole album. I got through about half of it. So you're really going to have to research because we have a short turnaround now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm listening to this on the way home because it's so corny. The lyrics are so ridiculous. I couldn't stop. I love it. Like, the first song was called Hypothermia, and literally it's like, boom, 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 hypothermia. <laughs> I cool. I really and some of his some of the his um like lyrics are so stupid. They're they're genius. Like he makes a reference about um Tony Dorsett or something. <laughs> like he's like um <laughs> Tony Saragusa. Like what the fuck? He's like ride him cowboy Tony Dorsett. Oh, that's the Bobo album actually. <laughs> Bobo cowboy. So. I was I was like, there's no I could give this album. Then I'm driving here and I'm like, you know what? I'm giving him this album. And who knows? I I sometimes like when it's like so in your face that he's, it's hard to ignore. I don't know if he's trying to be serious or not, but there's something really charming about the album. Like it's not ever going to be considered a good album. It doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Oh, that's awesome. So I can't even really research it personally. I don't know. I'd have about to find it. like a Google article. I didn't even know this guy was still alive. <laughs> I was going to give you kill the fetus, but like I was like, come on, like it's like you're singing a Billy Joel song. <laughs> um, listen to that one if you get a chance. It's I'm, okay. gonna, I, I'm gonna have a chance. I, but, um, I, I sit at a desk and I either watch shit on my phone that I've seen a hundred times or I listen to music. Listen, um, listen to Dead of Winter. That's it's got it. just look at the album cover. Like, I actually like that album cover and it's trying to make you connect to Wi-Fi. Also, yeah, it's just like first of all, <laughs> it looks like um, a sci-fi horror film. Like that's for the Sci-Fi yeah. Network. So I feel like it really fits the that's like called theme. like that was a movie that album cover would be called like hands of death like something absurd <laughs> wolf hand yeah wolf hand so awesome um, right, i cool. don't know much about it but i was having fun with it all right so speaking our, of go oh, oh, i was some? gonna say our picks again for the week are um eshem's dead of winter and suspiria uh, speaking of so speaking of while i was looking for this album i discovered another artist that i really liked and this better be wesley willis <laughs> well you're not too far off. Oh, no. I stumbled upon a guy. His name is the Paranormal Song Warrior. <laughs> the Paranormal... I'm doing some research right now. Go ahead. He has about 40 to 50 Wesley Willis... Styles? Styles songs. Paranormal. All about paranormal stuff. 
Let's see the par- Do you think we can get him on the show? I I I'm sure we can. Right, I'm I'm going to try and get the paranormal song. Uh, not warrior. only that, I think we can play his. Uh, I don't think they're trademark. I know. I think what you should do is don't play it now. Put it in at the end. Or actually, that's going to take. We have to put this up right away. Um, let's just play it. Oh, go ahead, play it. I'll turn your shit up and just back away from your mic. So, um, just pick, let's listen. A- like, look. His most listened to song has 3,200 listens. Like, wow. It's literally like almost what we get every episode. Okay. <laughs> this is called... Um, do you this want guy, the... Uh, this is a guy with like a, a MIDI keyboard that just makes With tinfoil on his head. Oh, my God. This is great. Do you want... Some people that might watch be out this. for the shadow people. The flying spaghetti monster is my God. The men in black song. The men in black song. Okay. I don't know anything about this. All right. Go ahead. If this is bad radio, we're turning it off instantly. What do you think this song is about? They seem to know everything about me in my entire life. They knew the names of my dogs and my kids, my mom and dad, and my wife. Men in black, men in black. I love this guy. All right. We. Wait, can, right. we, can we play another one? My, Go, the, one more, one my more. My personal favorite, the aliens built the pyramid. All right. Just don't scream into your mic again. I got a question for you. <laughs> Who built the pyramids? The aliens, the aliens, the aliens did. I think Lobo Sound needs to try signing yes, him. Yes, I agree they did. The aliens build the pyramids. <laughs> All right, enough of the show. <laughs> it's a fact that few are able to face. Those pyramids were made by a superior race. <laughs> by the way, I thought the same exact thing. You don't ever want to put superior wa- ra- uh, race in a song, but... <laughs> The aliens, the aliens. Who is this guy? And why I, does he have got, like I, 50 songs? I'm making it my mission to find him. I love this guy. All right, I got some stories for you. All right. All right. Um, so the first one, uh, we talked about John Carpenter a little bit reviewing They Live. Um, and this Friday, the new Halloween film comes out. I don't know how much you're looking forward to it. I'm pretty, I mean, I'm not like like crazy amp, but I'm looking forward to I, it. I honestly forgot there was one coming. Uh, other than the fact we talked about earlier in the show. So um, it's being, it's crazy. It's one of the writers is Danny McBride, which kind of blows my my mind still and that it's going to be it's ignoring the sequels all of them it's just taking place 40 years after the original halloween which is different than anyone else has tried with these concepts uh, of all the shitty sequels that have come out um now there was jamie lee curtis was in the news and controversial last week i don't know if you saw why um fox news ran a story on her that uh anti-gun jamie lee oh, curtis God. wields guns in new halloween film i don't know if you knew this but um Anthony Hopkins is not a cannibal. No, don't play another fucking song. Um, how ridiculous! <laughs> like, I understand. Like, our political. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> no, nope, I'm plugging your mic again. <laughs> Can we just have his song playing underneath as I, like a bed? That, for I, I would. I actually, I would enjoy that. But why? Why, in God's name, is it now that actors, because they have one stance, uh, is Robert De Niro? Uh, Robert De Niro is. Um, 
does it mean that he is actually pro rape because he played Max Cady in Cape Fear? Like, what what is the idea here that uh, p- journalists are trying to go with, saying that someone can't have political views and then be an actor? I, I don't I, I don't have it in me. I, I you know it's, I, 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 you're you really helping what? here. She should have not... shot herself. <laughs> well, <laughs> then she would be pro gun. And then. I guess you're right there. Um, I just, I, I, the, I, you know what? I, I don't care. The, the, the insanity, the, the, the absurdity that someone can't have personal views. That's an actor, and then do something in a movie because people can't differentiate a movie performance. Well, and your personal views. Didn't the guy, um, who, who played? Um, it's a famous actor. I haven't seen the movie, but uh, Sid and Nancy wasn't that? Um, Gary Oldman. That was Gary Oldman. Yeah. Okay, I knew it was one of those guys. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people said he should have won. The best, best actor. actor, yeah. But they said, but he played a bad guy. You can't have a creep play. Okay. So I, there is this view that we do choose act. You know, we see it in comedy. Like you, your art becomes part of you. Yeah, but I mean, Javier Bardem was the bad guy in No Country for Old Men, and he won. I mean, it's well, it's just I I understand what you're saying. Just like the fact that people thought that it, it, they would get anywhere with it, like it would hurt her per- personal stance. And I think her her stance on guns is bullshit. It's anyway, such but. a not. You know, it, it's. It's, it's a such a non-story. It's a non-story. That, I'm not even. I'm not even trying to be difficult. Like I don't even know what to. I can't even make fun that, of it. That's it's like such a, a boring. I, I want to make fun of the people that like thought it was serious because I know some people that were like, "How could you be this and then play this in a movie?" She's not going in and shooting a school up. She's trying to kill the guy that <laughs> came after her 40 years ago. If you can't see the difference in a movie and real life, you're a fucking asshole. Would it be great if like she wakes up, he's standing over the bench, pulls that gun, shoots him, and the credits roll? That's <laughs> just the whole that's fucking the first movie. scene. So Michael Myers, who in the first movie got shot six times gets killed by one bullet you know i think it's really funny the, <laughs> over the people who edit they'll do like three frames of star wars it'll end the movie it'll be like hey why don't we just arrest him instead of killing him well that doesn't make sense why don't we cut off his hand so he can use lightsaber good idea anakin and, directed and, by george lucas <laughs> and scene um oh so um i went to a wedding this weekend and uh this is something that you were obviously we're not at this wedding but something that happened to you recently um, we were at something, and you saw someone that you hadn't seen in a long time, but you didn't recognize the person at first until they said their name. Uh, he had a big, oh, yeah, a big yeah, 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 yeah. So at this wedding, oh, that looks safe for your laptop. Um, oh, is it empty? <laughs> um, so I was at this wedding, and I'm at my table, and I'm not going to say the gender of whoever it was, but um, I knew pretty much everyone at the table. We had Fudge and Finn at my table, which was awesome. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were uh, they, it, it was great. We got to meet Fudge's uh, girlfriend, who was re- bit cooler than him by a mile. Um, well, who isn't? Um, then, obviously, I had uh, my significant other. I had um, a couple old friends that I hadn't seen in a long time. And then there were like two or three people at our table that I never met before. I knew who one of them were, but I never met them. And um, there was someone at the table I was talking to for a little bit. They told me their name or their first name. And... I they were like talking to me like I knew them for a while and I kept playing like dumb like I never met them and Write I only down. realized yesterday three days later that I was pretty good friends with this person in high school I, I don't uh, well I'm not gonna say it on the air because I do feel like this would embarrass that person um yeah because specifically the things that I the reason I didn't recognize them was that it they had <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the reason I didn't recognize him. Um, okay, first off, the reason I didn't recognize him is because um, how many years has it been since we graduated high school? Uh, two. No. It, okay, so it's been twelve. It's, I think it's been twelve. Tw- uh, yeah, twelve years. They gave, because our, our tenth year anniversary was eleven years what's ago. What's twelve after we graduated. times six? One hundred and thirty-eight. 
or something? Yeah, is that, that, is that what it is? Accurate. 138, whatever. Um, that's how much this person gained in weight, at least. So, um, wait, are you sure you weren't talking to? Uh... <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. No, it wasn't Josh Marcel. <laughs> Uh, no, it wasn't, uh, although that person did as well. But I, I should I feel bad that this person, like, I was friends with them, and they, like, now I, I, I picked up, now I'm picking up on body language things. Does this they, person have a Facebook? Cause yes, I, yes, I, they okay, do. I got um, now, to be fair, in my defense, I am not Facebook friends with them, so we have not been friends since high school, but I would say from, like, my freshman to sophomore year of high school, this person was a pretty good friend. Um, maybe even longer. They, they dated another friend of mine for a long time. Um, so, but I, now I'm picking up on body language things that they were clearly like bothered that I didn't remember them. And I introduced myself as if they were someone that I did not go to high school with. Um, if things went unfortunate for this person, time had been rough. Ralph is looking this at a picture. This person literally came up on my people you may know. And I looked at the photo. I didn't look at the name and I was like, I, I don't know who that person is. Yeah. And you've seen like, uh, uh I know this person. It's like a, a ballpark hot dog. When you put it in the microwave, it plumps. Yeah, that sounds really mean, but like I, I I've been in too wow. many of these situations that where is a very and, and like different. I said, it just happened to you at a, an event where this person talked to you and it took you like me nudging you, telling you who it was, and that that person put on even more weight and lost a lot of like hair up top and shit. Um, it, it's uh, I'm glad that we still kind of look like ourselves. Although there was one person I saw, and the last time I saw him, he thought I was Jeremy Pantovic. Um, and I said that was uh, insulting. I'm, I'm just kidding. I love Jeremy. There's worse people I could be compared to. Um, so that's not a big deal. Um, you know what I had today? What did you have? Arby's. I, no, I had Popeyes, actually. Oh, I'm considering getting Poppies on the way home. Poppies? Poppies. <laughs> so I had Popeyes. What um, did you get? I oh, got, I love Popeyes. I, I got a, Let's talk about Popeyes. I got a five-piece five uh, tender combo, uh, spicy, um, extra biscuits, and we had gotten so much food that he gave us an extra drink, and I, I always want to go for a root beer if it's an option, and it was like a choose-your-own thing, and I saw on there that Surge was an option. Now, I've not had Surge since probably fourth grade, uh, so I got it. So I'm in the minority Holy with this? shit. It tasted like horse piss. Okay, it I was, was going to say, I never liked Surge. horrendous. Either. I remember at my birthday, Josh brought like three cans of it, and I know that because I found a random can like two months ago from I'm January. Josh put on so much weight. And I was like, how was he drinking this? I understand it's a nostalgia thing, but I took... I Now, mind you, I finished the cup of it because I was not going to dump it out. I, I committed to drinking yeah. it. It was horrendous. Was it one of those like remix machines? No, no. It was, it, well, it was like the ones where you, digital screen where you pick your drink yeah, out yeah. and everything. Um. And it made me think of like other it, things. It's like, kind of like crappy Mountain Dew, right? It, I would say, yeah, it's like sweeter Mountain Dew. Like See, it I'm tasted a, like it was Mountain Dew that just had confectionery sugar dumped into it. I'm not a huge Mountain Dew fan to begin with. I don't hate it, but I it's I do enjoy Mountain Dew here and there. I, I like find Code it Red. Code a Red little, is great, little bit See, better. But so the spinoff drinks and snacks in a lot of cases um, don't usually last very long. Like, they try bringing it back like when they broke... Crystal Pepsi sucks. I don't care what it says. Crystal Pepsi's terrible. I like Crystal Pepsi. I'm remember, not, I'm do, you remember, not... do you remember Pepsi Blue? Pepsi Blue tastes like detergent. That was awful. That tasted horrible. Um, I like thinking about, like, old snacks. Like, you know what I was a big 3D fan of? 3D Doritos. I was just gonna say fucking 3D. 3D Doritos were awesome. I would much prefer... I love Doritos, but I prefer them over regular Doritos. That actually is a perfect segue to my next story. Alright, what do you got? Read the headline. California deputy deputy loses le loses. Wait, wait, what are you? Wait, I, I, California deputies Laura <laughs> loses pig what? home. <laughs> well, that segues to my next oh, story. Okay. So Laura's pig home with Doritos. What kind of Doritos were they though? Cool Ranch or regular? I don't say. That's a big fucking pig. Holy shit! A pig got loose and they had to use Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> 
By the way, that is the dumbest that's thing. It, that's the same way we're going to get Taylor back on the show. We'll, use, <laughs> we'll put out peanuts. No, we'll do the Dorito dust again. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. That's a cute so, segue into the no leg story because okay. I literally said, cup. Oh, <laughs> they were they were um, regular. Regular Doritos. Nacho cheese. Do you, what do you prefer, nacho cheese or Cool Ranch Doritos? Nacho cheese all day. I'm the minority. I think I'm not a big uh, ranch-flavored guy. I, I like ranch almost anything. I like both of them, to be fair. I, oh, the, the sweet chili Doritos, the spicy sweet chili, the purple bag of Doritos. That's an example of a spinoff holding on. The same thing with the Cool Ranch. You know what actually I like? Remember they had that mystery flavor, which turned out to be like, um, I think it was cheeseburger. Yes, or, I, I, I like I those. Didn't, I didn't care. I like that Lay's is releasing like every year, like different flavors. Some of them are great. Some of them are awful. Oh, I had some that were really great. Chicken the, and waffles may have been the best chip the I ever had. The worst one I had, it was a mango salsa one. And the texture of the oh, chip. Oh, I remember that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah it, Greg, ooh, the no, texture no, no. of a chip was was a chip, but the taste was a fucking like a starburst. It was the worst combo oh, of feel and taste at the same time. It, it, conflicting senses. Do you like Ruffles? Yeah, sure. I hate Ruffles. Ruffles ruins a chip for me, and See, I don't know why. I, I okay, let me rephrase. I, I don't love Ruffles, but I do like certain chips. Like, I love the Hers uh, Sour Cream and Onion Ruffles. I, those are one of my favorite bags of chips. I don't chips. like sour cream and onions either. Yeah, you're kind of boring with snacks. You're, you're yeah, very adventurous with other foods, but snacks with snacks, very... you're plain Jane Vanilla Missionary. You're like missionary with favorite, snacks. Uh, my favorite snack, like, chip. It's peanut butter. Well, peanut butter's not a... Well, I guess it's a snack. Yeah, you eat it like spoonfuls of it. It's a snack. Yeah, but when I think a snack comes from a bag. So my, like, peanut butter my, in a my bag. go-to snack... Like my favorite snack, I like cookies of like any kind. Like I, I love cookies, Oreos. I, I like the Keebler. Like, I'm more creative when it comes to sweet snacks than um, like savory snacks. Like I don't like I don't like pretzels. Yeah, that's so weird. Like Who doesn't like a pretzel? You know who doesn't like pretzels? I was listening to old Howard Stern. Artie. Artie doesn't he like pretzels. One place he okay, doesn't I'm have. sorry that I'm not going to take advice from the guy that doesn't like pretzels but loves cocaine so much that his septum is gone. He <laughs> <laughs> can't taste it. Let's be real. Okay. Um. So anyway, back to the leg thing. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about the leg. Um. So I watched a movie on my own that you did not recommend. Yes. Um. And it's actually funny because that movie was on my list of like things to give you at some point because I really like this movie. So Friday night, uh, me and the fiance, we uh, we were busy and we didn't get home till real late. Now, all week, I've had a head cold. I've actually been fighting this head cold okay. for a while, but it hit me full-blown, so I'm just dying. You drink a lot of NyQuil. I took a lot of NyQuil. Which I took sometimes, medicine. The other thing with NyQuil is, and I hope everyone knows this and you've tried it at least once, if you drink a bunch of NyQuil and you try to fight it, you kind of get the spins. Yeah. Like, it's like you're almost tripping. Yeah, I was in bad spot, and I'm just, it's almost, I, I didn't sleep well. Had a lot of NyQuil. It was almost like I was in a dream. You were okay. uh, you were also overtired from the cold tired. as well, so it's like I've a perfect had, storm. I've been busy with uh, outside of the show stuff, yeah. so like it was just a perfect storm. So we put on Tusk. I didn't actually know anything about Tusk other than it was a Kevin Smith movie. And Justin Long is in Justin it. Justin Long's in it. So right off the bat, he's doing a podcast, and he's an asshole. Yeah. And I'm going, so I'm already having that little like, is this me moment? Like, yeah. You know when you put if yourself in a being an movie? asshole, it's probably you. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not like this. I get it. He's doing a podcast. He's jokes. So these are annoying jokes. I'm like, this is what me and Dan do. Like, I'm Absolutely. having like an existential crisis already. So he's talking to the guy and he's being an asshole to the guy. And I'm like, okay. Tell me about the guy. <laughs> where Where's this going? What's happening? Something, like, I'm having trouble following it to begin with because I'm so out of it. And then... He passes out because his tea got uh, put. Uh, I guess drug was in it. I, I he don't got know. Got the Mickey. Yeah, he got a Mickey, and he wakes up, 
and he cut his leg off. Or his leg's missing. Do you know why I don't know if his leg got cut off? Because it freaked me out so much that I literally, and I am going to do it to the best of my ability, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off to the fiance. Well, what's funny is um, you texted me. It was fr- Friday night. Yeah. It is the um, first movie yeah. ever since I hit puberty that scared me, and I had to turn it off. And Tusk. You get the medal. <laughs> and what's funny, so you texted me. Uh, I don't remember what I was doing. I was in, I was busy with something, and I looked at the text, and you, you specifically, I knew you were fucked up on the NyQuil because you literally said, first movie that ever scared me, Tusk. And then 20 minutes later, I want to thank you for be, doing all the stuff you're doing is the best well, man. <laughs> I know, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, he's really well, rolling actually, I, was from- me- I, I, meant to, um, I meant to send that to you earlier, and I just <laughs> forgot to. I'm not going to lie. I know. It was just funny because it was literally like yeah. freaking out, freaking out, and then that. And I'm like, I can't reply to all this right now. I'll answer him in the morning. Yeah, so... Um, no, Tusk was a badass movie. I, 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 I really... I actually, Kevin Smith is a great filmmaker. The little I saw of it, so I guess 15 to 20 minutes you, of it, I loved it. it. It is your type of like weird horror it, because it, it's... there's I can't say there's any movie quite like Tusk. I also didn't see it coming. So, I knew nothing about it. So, I'm like, is it a horror movie? Is it a comedy? Is it a little bit of both? I, is it like a, I don't think there's a genre you can really lump it into, per se. So, when that happened, Torture I didn't horror, see that I, happening, and I just got my heart beat. Me you don't and the deal fiance well had to, am- amputations in movies, right? It's not like a fear of mine, per se, but... If there was one thing that bothered me, amputations, eh, I don't like them. The, yeah, I, the only thing in horror movies that bothers me ever, and I, you know, obviously I watch a lot of, like, I watch zombie movies where people's insides are getting ripped out. I don't like anything with the eyes. Like, I, Ace Ventura, when nature calls, when he starts poking his eyeball to mess with him, that bugs me the fuck out, and I don't like anything with teeth. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. It's not the amputation, and it's actually... It the it sound? Just, it's... The fact with you're with someone who's unhinged and you're held prisoner by them, that freaks me out. And it's weird because amputation plays into misery fr- uh, freaks misery, me out too. So that's the same thing. So um, you're held the, capture. You're being the, um, you're being deformed so you can't escape. The, that that scares. The me. landlord scares pretty easy. Uh, she specifically scares with um, like uh, haunted like house kind of things i think it's a lot of uh, uh actually a lot of men too a lot of women like they go to a strange house and they instantly think it's haunted but the movie she said scared her the most was saw when she saw it um because of because uh, i guess it's because of the realism like it could just be someone that's unhinged and you don't really have control i think that's the problem like for you you're someone that likes being in control the idea of not having control is where the idea of that and fear you, comes from you know what's movies the movies that i love and i mm-hmm. think this is something that i've said frequently sure the movies and albums any part of art is i do not like to know what's coming yeah. next i so the reason i liked hereditary i did not know where the movie was yeah, going yeah. i couldn't even put a theory in because they were they, and, they were and what's so funny is if you go back and watch it and there's videos you can watch about it it's so obvious in the beginning yeah. Um, Looper was like that because Looper, oh it could have gone so one way and they took it a completely yeah, yeah, way that yeah. I, to this day, I'm like, I would have never thought. Yeah. So the movie, when you go into Saw, you know what's coming. Yeah, you don't know how you're going to get there. Okay, but you know that's it's fair. Be, I get what you're saying. I did not see this coming. And what misery, you brought up misery. That is such a fucked scene. And that's such a great movie. But um, talking about the the whole, my, the fiance be, or the, uh, the landlord being scared of like haunted house things. So we started watching a show the other night. When I say Veronica Mars, um, yes, um, that was actually Sabrina, the teenage witch. Um, it was um, a new show that's on Netflix. It just came out. Say the name. The Haunting on Hill House. Or Fiance, Hill House. as we speak, is watching in the apartment okay. alone. So when I say that the landlord and I started it, 
I mean, started it as in we got 10 minutes in and we had to turn it off because she knew where it was going. And nothing like really happened, but you could tell the tone the of energy. it. The uh, energy. The energy of it. Now, I will start out by saying I'm a huge fan of the source material, the original ha- um, Haunting on Hill House or of Hill House, whatever the book I read when I was very young. <laughs> What's the name of it? I know what you're talking the ha- about. The Haunting there's of Hill haunted House. There's Haunted Hill and House, and I don't so, never know the order. No, so it's The Haunting of Hill House. Um, now, there's been a bunch of movies throughout the years. The original, there, there's two movies called The Haunting that are based on the novel. Then there's The House on Haunted Hill, which is not anything to do with it. Um, that's actually a completely different thing. Um, so the the thing the thing with this show, um, we stopped after 10 minutes because she couldn't handle it. I'm about five episodes in. Uh, I don't know if you'll like it because it deals with things that you've said specifically you don't necessarily like, mm-hmm. but the way it's made... It is really, really cool because it's told in the present day and flashback and why the the characters in present day are so bothered by the mm-hmm. happenings from their childhood. Um, it's from Mike Flanagan, who made one of my favorite horror movies the last 10 years, Oculus, which I thought was a brilliantly done movie. The storytelling was... I don't know if you saw Oculus. The name um, sounds familiar. Um, about a, fa- a, a haunted mirror. It sounds goofy, but the premise of it and the way they tell a story, it's the same kind of thing. The Just flashback storytelling. Well, that's the thing. You have to see the movie yeah, to yeah, get yeah, yeah. it. Give, but, it uh, um, give it to so, me next Halloween. <laughs> so I can. Uh, I said to the landlord today, you made a good decision not watching this because it had everything about... Everything that would scare her in a movie happens in this. The things that I know creep her out were too much, but I can't stress enough. This it, it, You have a low bar when it comes to horror TV series because there's been so few yep. good ones. Like The Munsters is probably the best one, or The Addams Family. Um, or the, the most recent Hannibal series was fantastic. Great show. I forgot about The Walking Dead is probably the most successful, no matter what you think of it. That's- this is the best horror show I've ever seen, and I'm only halfway through it. Um, I highly recommend it. It's, uh, it's going to be a big, big deal and it's already picking up steam. Um, so I have a bunch of other stuff, too. I don't know what else you got. Um, actually, our third thing related to uh, leg amputation. I can read this one. Father, Have you th- ever seen this or- these words in this particular order? <laughs> the first four, yes, because usually it was happening to me. Father attacked his son with chainsaw before son ran over him with lawnmower. Police said. Okay, I have a couple questions here. <laughs> I have was, it, was it a gas-powered or electric chainsaw? It actually was one of those um, manual kinetic ones. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. Um, now, the lawnmower. Was it a push mower or a riding mower? Um, I believe it was a push one. Because oh, I was going to say it was a riding mower. They don't all specify, I, if, but the story... If you got run over by a riding mower, all I could think of is an Austin Powers. Actually, the photo that they're using, which is just a generic lawnmower photo, looks like a ride-on. Okay. So. so all I can think of when you, if I, someone got run over by a riding mower is an Austin Powers when he's on like the steamroller and the guy just is like 100 yards away and just starts screaming no, but doesn't get out of the way. It was a riding lawnmower. Okay, so that's, um. I mean, what was the dispute over? A Tennessee father who police say attacked his son with a chainsaw has been charged with attempted second-degree murder. <laughs> Do- all right, attempted only. Okay, Fair. so first of all, Tennessee, and now this name sounds like a Tennessee name. Douglas Ferguson reportedly <laughs> lost his leg after his son ran over him with a lawnmower. Damn! Apparently the son has adjourni- uh, adjoining property, attacked his son while he was mowing the lawn. Oh, this was a neighborly domestic dispute then. Yeah. Um, the son... <laughs> how do you... I gotta ask you, how do you find some of these weird stories? I have a so, method... Um, I'm in a group uh, on Facebook called Previously Unsaid Sentences in Human History. I love it. I get a lot from there. Um, I subscribe to a few um, music things for more serious stuff. And some of them are just weird things. Just things you came across? Yeah. That's the great thing about Twitter is like I could just favorite it or like it and then I can go back and find... 
I tried Twitter for a while. I, I don't use Twitter, obviously. I don't think I've logged on. Yeah. You know, but um, Twitter, it's too much. Where like You have to follow the right accounts and limit the accounts you follow. Yeah, so Twitter, it was it's like... Remember when you first got Netflix and you have everything so you watch nothing? That's Dude, what it I, is. That's one of the biggest problems I have when I'm trying to think of something to watch. I would be willing to watch, like, I, I see this, oh, I'd watch I'd watch that. But then I get a list of 30 things I'd want to watch, and then I want to watch none of them. And I go back to watching The League or It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like, every single you know time. We, I know you're not a fan of it, but we started watching The Office again. The, fir- the, the first four seasons I love. After that, it goes... Pfft. I don't think the dip's as bad as people say, but it is clear. It's, it, it, oh, it peaks with the first it's, four. It just gets too slapsticky when it was. It was it was more dry humor early on. Then it just becomes the the pranks of Jim on Dwight are too the much. Thing, the thing about it is, once you work in an office environment, I watched, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I watched it before I saw that. So I'm like, oh, this is what an office environment's going to be like. It is not like an I, office. I judge anyone that tells me that they like the American office more than the British. I My, my respect for them changes in a certain way. So I think people who are fans of the American... Only uh, seen uh, the, it. I mean, I'm sorry, the British office, they do tend to be a little too hard on the American. Oh, I agree with that because like, I do like... I, I Listen, I, I could do put think on the, the American office one of the greatest shows of all time. I just think the British office is... It was much smarter. It was much more creative. It was more fun. It was funnier. Um, It's it's, also a drier sense. Yeah, of course, it's British humor. Um, But yeah, The Office is one that you can put on any time. Now, there's another a trailer I saw this week um, for a movie coming out, and I thought this would pique your interest because it reminded me a lot of a movie, a horror movie that I know you like. And when I say it reminded me of it, it looks like a direct ripoff of it. There's a movie coming out called The Possession of Hannah Grace. Now. I, you know I love horror. One thing I don't really care for is almost any movie that has possession or exorcism in it, besides The Exorcist. They tend to not really work out because everyone is trying to one-up The Exorcist. Is this just the autopsy of Jane It's the Doe? autopsy of Jane Doe. It takes place in a, um, a morgue. Like I'm like, what are they doing? Like Autopsy of Jane Doe, if you guys haven't seen this, is a phenomenal, phenomenal horror movie. It's one of the recent. few horror movies that I actually um, That rec- also stars Brian Did Cox. It, was that one of the few movies where I recommended it to yeah, you? You, you, yeah. you gave it to me. You told me about it before I watched it. Um it stars um what's his name for oh my god, I'm forgetting his fucking name. The kid from Into the Wild. Um, and uh, Brian Cox, who I actually mentioned Brian Cox when I was waiting here for you because I'm watching a great show on HBO with him right now called Secession. The which- original name of the movie is Cadaver. Oh, good. Um, do you it, think, uh, real quick, I, I don't know anything about this, but it does sound like a ripoff. Yeah. Do you think you would think it was less of a ripoff if it wasn't the blank, blank of girl name? No, I think well, that has to be part of it. I, no, so even because when I saw it, because it was the trailer that did it for me. It wasn't the name, it was the trailer. Like, it's, it's in a morgue. Now... Um, the autopsy of Jane Doe is not necessarily about possession. Um, actually, not and not at all, really. Um, but the whole premise of the way things are happening, it looked like they just saw the autopsy of Jane Doe and they were like, "How?" It's like you know when they make um like Indian Bollywood versions of like popular movies. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> they're, like they're fucking funny. I like them. I, you ever see the Bollywood thriller, the thriller music video? <laughs> It's so good. For <laughs> for a while, there were three channels that we got that they were on um uh, cable vision for like six months. There was the Kung Fu Network, the Monster Movie Network, and oh, the Bollywood Network. I love the Monster Movie well, Network. My dad watched all three of them regularly, and then lost his shit when they got taken off. The um no, I just I 
it, you know, horror, even if you're not a huge fan, it, I don't think there's any denying that the, the horror over the last four to six years has been pumping out such good quality compared to the early to mid-2000s, which were very, very rough aside from a few. And then you, you completely rip off a really cool original horror film was, in the Autopsy the of Jane Doe. It, she's like the victim of like a cult or something. Yeah, right? it's a possession kind of thing. So it looks like they just said, what they did in Autopsy of Jane Doe, we're just going to make it about possession because people get scared of exorcism movies. Um, th there's been one... The, the Devil Inside, The Last Exorcism. Um, one that wasn't bad was The Exorcism of Emily Rose because that followed the court case about you a real thing that happened. You love movies that are the blank of girl names. Yeah, it, you're actually right. I mean, you like The Autopsy of Jane Doe and you like the album The Diary of Jane, so that's okay too. You're a Maroon 5 fan. Good reference. <laughs> um, All right, let's watch The Possession of Jane Hannah. Uh, we're not watching that. Um, I have a new story for you. Have you heard about the googly-eyed bandit? <laughs> So, <laughs> I just saw this today. Can you, can you just, can you just, can we just go to the next news story? Because I don't care what the story is. It's just not going to live up to the Wait, The googly-eyed bandit is someone in Savannah, Georgia, that put googly eyes on a statue of Revolutionary War General Nathaniel Green. And they literally made this war Look, look at the picture. <laughs> This is like, remember a few weeks ago, the person, remember they were putting googly eyes on the, on the fish? So someone's going around. So if, if all the controversy about like the Confederate statues, would it be solved if people just put googly eyes on them? And they don't, the googly eyed bandit, that's literally what they're calling the person. I think we should start like doing this in places like as our trademark. Start putting googly eyes on things. I'm, go to Amazon right now and see how much like a hundred pack of googly eyes is, um, and we're gonna start putting it in random places. <laughs> Dude, did it live up to your expectations? Yes. <laughs> and the, yes. the cops are like all serious. Like this is a serious crime. No, this it's is, not. This is, you put no, googly eyes. <laughs> Someone does it to the Lincoln Memorial. It puts googly eyes. On it. <laughs> they got really big ones. <laughs> And it follows ships coming. <laughs> Dude, I saw this and I was laughing so hard. Like, so it was some guy just like sitting there playing Fortnite. And he's like, ah, I'm going to go put uh, googly eyes on this statue. It's probably two stone 16-year-old. That's not a face thing. That's, why are you arresting these kids? Did they catch him or no? I don't know. I hope they never do. <laughs> <laughs> that picture is so good. The best part is what's drooping a little. It looks like in Pee-wee's Big Adventure when Large Marge's eyes pop out. <laughs> I knew you would like this story. I love it. <laughs> I'm crying right now. Um, I wish I had googly eyes. Because I go, be look, while I'm telling you the next one, look up uh, the price of it. Um, did you hear about the <laughs> price of what? The, this, the price of googly eyes. See how much like a big bag of them are. No, maybe we'll, we'll end up on the suspect list. <laughs> We're not in Savannah, Georgia, douchebag. Uh, I was oh so God. happy. Uh, did you just Google googly eyes? And the story came up. I just can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing so hard I can't type. Did you see the video of the sign language interpreter? <laughs> did you see it? $120.99 Target. Order them. I just got a Target on the way home. Okay, yeah, get them. Start putting them on the fiancé's like, project. Like, those big ones. Can you start putting them on, like, the fiancé's art projects? <laughs> Without telling her. 
<laughs> pictures. Oh my god, go to people's homes and put it on their family photos. <laughs> oh my god, that made me. <laughs> so wait, did, okay. Like so I don't know if you saw this story, and if not, you need to pull it up. Did you hear about the the sign language interpreter? Did you see the video? Oh, it's one of those people who's doing fake signs. She, she was like, a, it was like a police press conference, and she's up there, and I I don't know any sign language short of the middle finger. I know none, and she goes up there. I don't think that's considered sign language. I think it is, isn't it? Um, I think it's body language. Sign language is actual. Oh, uh, so I, 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 I know. Let's go back to Google. I, I, I know no sign language, and this woman is up there, and she's doing like just hand gestures the whole time. It is clear this woman has no idea what she's doing, and now she's in very she's in a lot of trouble with the uh, the hearing impaired community. They think oh. it's offensive. Are the blind community? <laughs> Blind community, people with Bell's palsy don't have googly dude, I'm eyes. Sorry, we can't. I can't move on to another story. We need to go back to googly eyes. So, what are some other good monuments that you could put googly eyes Whoa, on? Oh, you could put on anything. The Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. <laughs> Break in. The Last Supper. <laughs> the, the last. I'm the Michelangelo. <laughs> you put little tiny ones on his penis. <laughs> Put him in his hands like it's fucking Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, listen. Go the to Googly Eye Bandits. You have you watch. I listen support. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, we 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 fully support the Googly Eye Bandit and what you stand for. You've done a great job. All right, what's going on with the sign language lady? She's sign language. People are upset. Okay, next story. All right, back to I Googly Eye. I, th I think we should get to our hot takes. Um, Wait, I got. Yeah, because we've laughed pretty hard, and oh this is short god. notice, and we got to edit and, out yeah. things I said, um, as usual. Um, okay, so do you have a hot take? Because I have one. I don't know if you have one. You go first. Okay. No, I need you on this one because I, I want to hear. I, know, what you, dude, I, I need to catch my. I want to hear what you think about this. So, I'm going to tell you who I'm willing to say is the most overrated player in the NFL right now, and this is a controversial thing if because you, because he is a great player. Please don't. Julio Jones. Okay, well, you and I, for the second time, have the same fucking hot take. I have him on my fantasy team. Can we talk about my fantasy team, okay? I stole your hot take. I'm sorry. I'm wearing my beat-up Eli Manning jersey. You can have that one, okay? Ralph's fantasy team is 2-4. and four. It is the best 2-4 and four fucking team of all time. This is my team. Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Famer. Kareem Hunt, great start. Future Hall of Famer. Adrian Future. Peterson, he's over the hill. Hall of Famer. Okay? Julio Jones! Julio Jones has not scored a touchdown in 11 months! <laughs> Actually, I have some stats for you that. Four. Let me. Okay, so pump the brakes. No! Uh, I'm going to give you some numbers here. Julio Jones has scored three touchdowns since the start of the 2017 season. The Bengals' defense has six in that time. Great! He's on pace for the second most receiving, receiving yards ever. That in helps. fact, he's on pace for 117 receptions and 885 receiving yards and no touchdowns. Go home, Julio. So far in the NFL season, it has broken the record for most touchdowns scored in the first six weeks of a season with 505. Do you know how many Julio has? Yes, zero. Devontae Adams has eight. Devontae Adams can go eat a bag of dicks. Julio Jones. Is it fair to call Julio overrated, though? He's obviously a great receiver, but if he is so inefficient, at scoring touchdowns, and that also tells me he's inefficient in the red zone, which is a major attribute of a number one receiver. Okay. Logic would tell you that it's been unimaginable play calling. Matt Ryan does not look to him in the end zone. The guy clearly has talent, but you know what? That doesn't matter in my fucking fantasy team! You don't get points for talent! You get points for points! He's got no points! 
How many points does he have? He has zero points. He still put up 19 fantasy Odell points. Odell Beckham has thrown more touchdowns than Julio's caught. And he has a receiving touchdown. Great! But wouldn't you rather have Julio's consistent receiving uh, rather than Odell Beckham being... Odell's not on my team. He's on my real team, which sucks. I've given up hope on them. Look at my jersey. Look at it. Okay. This thing's falling apart better than Rip the team. Rip it right now! I got, no! Rip it! I bought it! So what? You get a new one. It looks like shit. It looks like you got I'm the Salvation Army. I'm done with him. I'm done with him. Cut. I just dropped him, him. Drop him from your team. I'm working out a trade. I think that if you really meant that, you would just release him. I'm trying to work out a trade. Just release him. Shut up. No, you shut, shut up. I, if I was screaming about something that I could easily fix right now, I would do it rather than <laughs> fucking go and release him if you mean that he sucks and he's screwing your team over and be creative on your team. If he sucks that bad, stop fucking bitching and moaning and cut him. He stinks. This is Taylor Mike in the pit. <laughs> Taylor Mike in the pit. He hasn't recorded oh an episode God. in like I, two I, months. I, honestly, I wasn't going to do the Julio one, but... <laughs> Is it? But the serious question is: Is as a player? Let's not talk fantasy. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly, I, I don't fucking take off your know. fantasy hat for a second. This is why fantasy football sucks because it completely impairs people to be able to talk honestly, about sports. Honestly, no. I honestly, I don't. I don't think he's overrated. I think it's mostly the offense. I think it's an unimagined offense. But two years think, of that, but it's not like he's ever been like a super red zone threat. I think he's the most not, he no, scored the most in the season is like eight. Eight. He's had so eight. So it, it has been a thing where he hasn't put uh, gotten the ball in the end zone. But he's obviously a great. I'm not. Saying, but here's the thing: Can you be great and overrated dropping, at the same time? He's not dropping past in the end zone. There's, I, I've seen him maybe drop one this so, year. So, like, okay, if the guy had, hey, he's been targeting the end zone six times and he's come in with none. I think he's only been targeted, like, a handful of times. So, and, like, if you're doing a fucking fade route and you overthrow it, that counts as a target. I, I, so I, do, I don't think it's Julio. I, I do think... Part of the target problem is is if you can get separation at the line. And in the red zone, you don't have as much room to get separation. And Julio, the problem also is Julio, he is a north-south kind of guy. Yeah, of course. He's not a possession guy. Um, he's racking up so a ton of So did you watch any of the Falcons-Bucks game? Yes, I watched a lot of it. So did you see the one pass where he was like 20 yards behind the receiver and Matt Ryan underthrew him? I, <laughs> he, honestly, would I don't he would have easily been in the end zone. I, I don't remember that one particularly. So no, I'm sure uh, I saw it. I, I, so I do think that um, you could be great and overrated at the same time. Uh, Andrew Luck, he's great, but he's overrated at the same time. Um, however, I do think when it, it's it's been a, a it's over two seasons now that he hasn't been getting into the red zone. And I've been actually fighting the... I have a friend, Jeff, who's this big Saints fan who's been calling Julio overrated for a while, and his logic was the touchdown thing. I don't, I, think, he's, I don't think he's overrated. I, I can't agree with that. So I think he's, he's rated what he is. I don't think he's a top five receiver right now. Uh, I don't think you're on track to break a record without I, being... If a, you have 1,800 yards and you score zero to one touchdowns, it is a skewed season. That's like Jarvis wanna, Landry having 114 receptions if, last year but not having 1,000 yards. If you want to call... But he had career, eight touchdowns. Okay, if you want to call his career as a whole and you compare... Uh, one, he's a Hall of Famer, okay? I think he's a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. You can't be overrated. Probably. I'm not disagreeing. But if you want to say if you compare him to all-time Hall of Famers, he's overrated. I'm just talking presently right now. I think there's receivers that are better at scoring their team points. I, um... Oh, yeah, but... I mean, it's... Okay, I got an example. Let's do the opposite. Sure. Mike Tolbert had... Because we're going to fantasy, and mm -hmm. I do view it a little bit of vulture. Skew, but vulture he's Tolbert. A vulture, okay? The guy has 30... Uh, either 23 or 32. I think it's 23 career rushing touchdowns. Yeah. And the guy has like 400 rushing yards. Yeah. Does that mean that he's a great run... Um, uh, um, a great running back? No, he's a great red zone well, running he back. He wasn't really a running back. He was an H back. He, he played a, full back. He, he played tight end. He was a fullback. So it's it's that's a really but tough to, one to compare. To compare a guy based off of one facet of his game 
not being good at one facet of your game doesn't make you overrated. It doesn't make you um, underrated if that's all you can do at it. I think he... Can I we think just that say offense, pre- presently right now he is slightly... It, no, I don't think I, he's I one of the five best receivers in the league right I, now. I do. I think... Who do you... Okay. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Um, okay. DeAndre Hopkins might be the most underrated in the league. He doesn't um, get the love he deserves. Brown, Hopkins, uh, Michael Thomas. Who's Adam my, Thielen. I'm not ready to He's a Thielen. leading receiver in the league, I, and he yeah. put up bigger numbers than Julio last look, year. Look, Thielen's close, okay? I'm, I'm not ready to put him top five, but he might be at the end of the year. I'm telling you. Okay. He's got. He's putting on a... He's the hottest in the league right now. He's the best this year. I'll say that mm-hmm. much. I don't know if you just put... Um, so, let's put Brown, Hopkins... Um, who was the other one they said? Michael like, Thomas. Michael Thomas. I, I, you guys still put Beckham here, even though he hasn't proven it. I, I think Beckham I, might I'd fall. be fine with putting Beckham. Um, yeah, I still put Julio on the top five. I, I just, I just have a hard time when a guy's not when a guy's not scoring touchdowns. Man, I put Devontae Adams over him right now. Adams is fucking killing it with guys hurt around him. I'll put Devontae Adams. Actually, above I, him. I agree. I think Adams is more underrated. Than Adams Hopkins. has been fucking um, killing it. I'd put Tyreek Hill above Julio. And that's I was so glad Tyreek burned Jalen Ramsey in that game last week once after he made the comments that he's just the gadget guy. Um, I put Tyreek. Do you like when he talks shit or not? Because you're in Jalen. Um, I, I'm gonna I, be honest. Jalen has worn on me very quickly. Yeah, I I don't mind the shit talking, but you can't like how he handled the media after where he was just being a pouty baby. I also you love don't him think, when I don't think he's really playing that great. He's playing good. He's but playing he's not, well enough. He's a top five corner for sure. I know he's not having. Last year he had an absolute dominance. The season. whole team did though, and now they. I think that they fell into the. Um, By the way, did the you, Rex Ryan Jets thing, where the first two years they were so good, then they got too did cocky. You, did you check on your uh, picks from last week? Yeah. How did you do? Uh, eleven and four. I went eleven and four. Too. Yeah, we're, we're like that. I I started out really poorly, and now I'm picking it up. I so. have a I have a big lead on I, you though. Yeah, I like I'm, I'm lead. not concerned. I'm always a slow starter, um, <laughs> and a quick finisher usually. Um, I I did want to before we finish. I want to talk to you about Beckham for a second. I, I dude, I don't want to talk about Beckham. D- did you hear what Mara said about him today? You you can say what you want about Beckham. I'm do I've had it with the Giants so much. Let let me put my Giants oh my, and then I'll you let you are go. A, a shit fan, man. You don't know how to handle your team sucking. That's no, the problem. No, no. Here here's the issue I have with this team. Okay, they suck. They suck. <laughs> they really do. I didn't even think they were going to be I this love, bad. I, I was I was colder on them than you were, and I I called them five or six I love wins. The Giants. Giants are my favorite team. I I talk about the Yankees more with sure, you, sure, sure. But if I if you had to say you can only watch the Yankees or the Giants, you put a gun in my head, I probably would say Giants. Okay, that's changing quickly. And this team has given me two championships, and I I'm not one. They've of those won guys. four in the last two decades. They've won four in the last two decades. Well, three decades. Uh, three decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah go back to decades. go back to eighty. Yeah, the over 80s. two decades span. Yeah, they, yeah. So. One of the all-time great franchises. Sure, I will say this I about the that. Giants: of all the great franchises, they're the worst of the great franchises because they go through these patches of just shit. This is the first time where it's been shit and dysfunctional, though. It, it's, it, that's what's that's weird. The thing. They've, they went the from Giants the, they went from the, the, the model of stability. It was always them and the Steelers that every NFL franchise wanted to model themselves after, just in the way I, they were professional. I don't. Um, um, I, I just, I'm not used to my team being dysfunctional. I like my team. Yeah, like the Giants are running like the the Jets or the Mets right now. Like it, it's it's really it, it's for even me. And again, I was colder on them than you, but I said I thought they'd be better, and I think they're worse. I think I've been right about almost all my predictions this year, other than Bosa. He got hurt, so let's yeah. go that one. I think I've been almost right about all my predictions, or at least in the ballpark, except for the Giants. Yeah, the, the Giants are. An app, they're an embarrassment to watch. I'm going to. We were both pick, right about the Jags taking a step back. I uh, this team is. 
I don't. I do think, think that there are. I don't. I, I don't regret the Barkley pick though. I'm That's not, the one I, thing I, that comes I don't, up. I don't think you should regret the Barkley pick because I think specifically in the game on Thursday, you saw both why it was a brilliant pick and a bad pick at the same time. Uh, that can happen. But this team, the the reason why is this team, and this wasn't by design. So maybe they're going to luck out here. They're going to have a top five pick most likely yeah. this year again. Okay. They're going to be a position to take a quarterback. Now I don't. Know I think only gonna... one or two quarterbacks is going to go first round this year. I, I don't know. They might be able to trade down, come, stock up on picks. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what they're going to do, but I don't think if okay, let's say Patrick Mahomes was taken right after them. Sure. Then you could say I, I think Donald's been good. I think oh, Donald's it's, been... it's way too early to say that they made so, the wrong pick instantly. Yeah. I just said I meant in the sense that if they don't have a franchise quarterback, it doesn't matter how good Barkley is. A great running back can maybe win you two or three games a year. An average quarterback an average quarterback will win you four to five. You're Nate Solder, spot on. He's been a colossal failure. I thought he would... I didn't think he'd be the, I didn't, the, I, the super... Like the, the guy that everyone thought he was going to be, but I also did not, again, expect him to be this bad. He's been a colossal bust. Um, Beckham, I don't know what the fuck's going on well, with him. I, like, I, 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 listen, I've actually... I've defended him in a lot of cases because... I thought he got compared to like being a thug, and he's not a criminal. He's not a bad guy, but he's neither, an asshole. Neither was Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens wasn't a criminal. He just was an asshole. You know what? Like, he's, what are you doing throwing your quarterback under the bus? I'm sorry. You saying that you don't know if your quarterback is throwing even? Your, you see Sterling Shepard? What he said today? No, he said that I, I've, I've actually. I'm he said be that honest. people criticizing Eli are trying to divide the team, and I took that as him saying Beckham not defending him was trying to divide. Like, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I I was so so I went to the Thursday night. Game. Yeah, oh it was, god, um, yeah, it was great. First, I'll say this: I felt um, bad for you. Actually, you wouldn't the, feel bad for me, but I felt bad. I for I went you. with the fiance, and it was her first game ever. Yeah, fiance oh first, god, and instantly she had such a blast because you know why? Because she loved Barkley. The second she got drafted, she, she doesn't know a deep end. She can't say, yeah. "Oh, my favorite player is you know the backup tight end." Yeah, she's gonna take. She Ellison. loves Barkley. That's her guy. <laughs> and she got to see Barkley have, in one, my game. opinion, one of the top five. Running back performances I've seen in person. In person, yeah, he, maybe, was, he was maybe amazing. Not even in person, like he was he amazing. Just, he did everything, and he still and gets he gets hit behind the line more than he make gets a positive play, he which never is goes crazy. Down on the first. No, no, never. He's very Barry Me, Sanders. Like, it's was, weird. I was talking to my dad, and we tried to pick out the positives this season. There's a couple positives. One, the top five draft pick potentially sure. Barkley. Um, Barkley, obviously. I think Will Hernandez has been the lone. I won't say bright spot, he but is he is a guy that you will keep on that line for the next eight years for yeah. sure. He looks like um, he was worth the pick. Mm-hmm. I think Eli Apple's completely bounced back. Yeah, he's back. Think- Janoris Jenkins has taken a step back, though. Janoris Jenkins is doing what he does. The season's not going good. Neither. And that was the same. Well, that was the thing I said when they signed him too. Like he's gonna, he'll have like seven or eight games where he's really good to great, and then I'll have two or three where you're just like, what the fuck is he doing with the penalties and the? But yeah, when the team stinks, he quits. I um, but this was we were walking back, and I'm wearing my jersey, and the fiance's wearing hers, and Eagle fans are talking. You know, they're talking shit because they're Eagles fans. And um, she, like, opened her mouth to, like, defend it. And I was like, don't even engage them. They won. We have no yeah. leg to stand on. They're, they're the defending chance until someone takes them down. They just embarrassed us. Yeah. Embarrassed us in our home. Our team quit on them. Like, we have nothing. That was what I, I hate it. Again, going back to Beckham, I don't care if he was dehydrated. You don't go to the fucking locker room before the half is over. And if, if, you, he, if you're dehydrated, that and it's been an issue with him apparently, that means he's not taking care of himself. After, he doesn't seem to care. If he doesn't get his com- numbers, he doesn't give a shit. After your, com- I didn't even, The comments didn't even bother me that much because 
I thought in his head he was trying to do the right thing. I, you know, yeah. I, I'm not a huge Beckham apologist. I, I'm hot or cold on him. I like when he does good and when he of does course, bad. Of I course, of course. When he's him. on, he's amazing. Um, you know, like, like it's for like A-Rod. When A-Rod was on the Yankees, I always defend yeah, him sure. because I thought the good so outweighed the bad with him. Beckham, I could take a believe. If the Giants decided to trade him, like, unless they're trading him for, you know, pays on the dollar, there'd be no love loss. I don't want them to trade I, him, but... I know exactly what you mean. That's how I felt with guys like uh, Brandon Marshall when the Dolphins got rid of him. It's like, I, Richie Incognito, like, I'll, I I am a loyalist to my team. I had to root, I hate Brock Osweiler, and I had to root for him on Sunday, because I don't care who he is. I'm going to stick up if, for him if, if they, on my team. If we rep, had an offer, my we're not going to. If they said we're going to give you two number one picks in the Giants made that trade, I don't know if I like it, but I'd be like, it's good. It's not like Khalil Mack. I, I think that that would be a smart move just in the sense that they have so many holes. The, the lack of depth, because you can always judge a team's depth by how their special teams play, and the Giants' special team it's play, been, it's been poor for a while. And, but it's not only poor, he's playing poor in special... I, 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 I just think he, he's a guy that if he doesn't get his numbers, he's like, I'm good. There's uh, The fiancé has a video, and I'm not going to play it because... There's nothing offensive on it, but I'm cursing so much in the video that I was actually embarrassed to rewatch it after um, Carolina kicked the 63 oh, field dude. goal. dude. I'll just say this. we, My family's been screaming 63 fucking yards to each uh, uh, that, other. For, and that's, that, that, I keep using that game to defend Eli because Eli's not playing well. Don't get me wrong. No, no, I'm, but I'm he put honest. the team in a position to win the week I'm before. I'm going to be honest. I actually am. Uh, Eli's done. I think he's done too, but Eli, I, I don't think he's the mi- number one problem. I think actually, blaming it all on him is a mistake. He's actually degrading the way his brother did in that he can't make the throws anymore. So then he's overthrowing because he can't. Yeah. Ju- it's like when Verlander overthrew. He's exactly. throwing it so hard. It's just the the team's in a sad state. Um, well, they've given me two Super Bowls, so I can't. Yeah, cry, like I, I just I understand like why it is hard. If I I not see my teams have sustained success, so I'd I'm see used the to Yankees misery. Dysfunctional, of course. More before this, fair. Um, all right, it's just let's, let's wrap this son of a bitch up. All right, so again, uh, this is episode twenty three. You watch, I listen. Um, we're gonna be recording, and don't forget, you need to mark down on your calendar. October twenty fourth is when we're doing the Night of the Living Dead four K. It's a Wednesday night, yeah, yeah seven p.m. Um, I'll buy your ticket for you if you need if uh, you need me to pick it up for you. Um, so uh, again, we gotta give a shout out again to Lobo Sound. Uh, thanks for calling in, Vincent Dan. Uh, very excited for the Bobo EP, and keep your eye out for the album dropping. Uh, stories we didn't get to go. Okay, disturbed singer removes chin piercing. Says he's tired of looking like a forty-five-year-old hot topic kid. Aztec whistles is one of the scariest sound sounds you will ever hear. Post Malone cut his hair, and he still smells like cheese. See you guys later. <laughs>